Hailey Cheer here, host of the Witch Money Podcast. Join us each week as we bring you the best experts and top advice to help you make the most of your money. From property prices to budgeting, investment platforms to pensions, we'll be here to keep you informed. Here's a taste of what you can expect. If you had invested £100 in the fund three years ago, you'd have just £61 today. Gosh. Is it worth trusting a website that you don't know to save that 10p, that 20p. The good news is it does look like we're hovering around the top of the interest rate hike cycle. If I asked you what you earned here, you'd be absolutely horrified because we're told we should not talk about money. Make sure to join us for new episodes every Friday and I'll see you then. Hello and welcome. I'm Harry Kind. I'm Grace Farrell. And this is the brand new Get Answers podcast. This is the show that tries to get answers to all those questions we have about the everyday grind, whether that's your grocery shopping, buying a house, feeding the kids, or even picking out a coffin. We're talking to the very best experts out there to uncover the tips and tricks to living your best consumer life. When life gives you questions, which get answers. Now, as we speak, Christmas is just four or five weeks away and we're entering the busiest time of the year for shoppers. And unless you're incredibly well organised, that shopping period kicks off this weekend with Black Friday. But those viral videos of stampedes of Americans ransacking Walmart for a good deal are a thing of the past because the bulk of our Christmas spend happens online. According to a recent survey by Adobe Analytics, we're set to spend a huge £24.1 billion online between the 1st of November and the 31st of December, up from £23.5 billion last year. That is literally dozens of Locatan. Grace, how much of that £24 billion have you been responsible for so far? So far, literally not one pence. I've not bought one Christmas present. I don't think of myself as an unorganised person, but I know a lot of people have bought a lot of stuff by now. All I've done is add buy Christmas presents to my to-do list. I did that this morning. That, I think, is a really big, important first step. And I think it counts for something. I've got a little toy train from Lidl for someone, which I think is like pretty good. There we go. That is a, a present ticked off the list. But it's a good job we've got plenty of shopping to do because later we'll be sharing the top tips on how to avoid a Black Friday dud, including why you might be better off ignoring discounts altogether. But first... He says, turning a page. First, we've got a fantastic expert on the show who will be upping our online shopping game. It's e-commerce whiz Luke Carthy. He's the man that businesses go to when they want to know how to grow in the competitive world of online shopping. Thank you so much for joining us, Luke. Thank you very much for having me. That was a great intro as well. Can I keep that? <laughs> you can indeed keep that, yeah. I Brilliant. mean, it is so funny. I was I was prepping for this and I was listening to all the podcasts you've done, helping out people on e-commerce podcasts, talking about SEO. And I feel like today it's like you are the poacher become gamekeeper for consumers. You're like on the that. other side of the fence now helping people out. Yeah, I'll take it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, call me the Robin Hood of e-com, why not? Hey? <laughs> But you started out in old-fashioned kind of physical retail, right? Yeah, so colourful history in yeah retail, of course. I started at Curry's uh, at the age of 16. Gosh, that's many years ago now. But um, yeah, effectively at the point where the big tellies with the big backs, the CRT screens were coming out and the new plasmas and LCD were kind of the new thing, Sky mm. HD. Mm. So there's a massive tech shift. Properly enjoyed it. 
And it was those kind of old-fashioned elements that you kind of exploited by basically moving onto the e-commerce world with HDMI cables. Is that right? Yeah. So shortly after that, I realized couriers, naturally, as many retailers do, accessories is where the margin really is. Mm. And kind of identified that, hold on a minute, it's it's like 60 quid for a meter of, of HDMI. It's like the equivalent of gold. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, so I naturally tried to find a supplier, did so at a very reasonable cost, and then started selling yeah, HDMI leads on eBay, really, where the margin was incredibly high back then because it was still yeah. br- brand new. And that was really probably my first taste of e-commerce and competitive marketplaces. There's never really been a, a better time, especially now, because the barrier of entry is so low with things like eBay, Amazon, Shopify, platforms. You find a good product, you market it well, the opportunity is there for the taking. You know? And then the flip side of that, you've got for a consumer... A real-life store gets people through the doors, through things like sales, through, you know, advertising, by kind of trying to draw people, shoppers in. In the e-commerce world, you're trying to get people in the front door as well. How do those businesses do that? Yeah, so it's a really interesting question, and I guess there's a multitude of ways to do it. So as consumers, we naturally think about what we do on our mobile devices, our desktops, and a lot of that is social media, right? TikTok, Meta, Facebook, whatever you want to call it nowadays, Instagram. And of course, then there's also organic and SEO. But I think one thing that's incredibly important that often isn't spoken about is good old word of mouth and loyalty. It's still huge. So trying to exploit that loyalty, what does that look like as an online shop? And what can you do if you're an online shopper to maybe exploit it and turn the system back on itself? All right. So here come the secrets. Um, (laughs) All right. So one of the big things that I love to do, I'm not going to say any retailers' names because I don't want to get into trouble here, but there is something you can do where if you go on websites and, of course, they offer new customers incentives, like £5 off your first order, 10% off your first order, whatever that is. Of course, the idea is you're only supposed to use that once, right? (laughs) But there's this little glitch. It's not new, to be honest, but this uh, little glitch in Gmail where if you put a full stop anywhere in the email address before the at symbol, it effectively creates a new email address for the retailer. But it means that you still get the emails. So just to make that clear, I'm going to reiterate that again. So... If you've got an email address, let's say name.surname at gmail.com, if you move that dot to anywhere in the email before the at, wherever you're buying from, we'll see that as a new email address, but Gmail will see that as the same email address. And it all just comes into the same inbox. It all just comes into the same inbox. So Mm. you can kind of trick the system into thinking you're a new customer, so you can get that loyalty again and again and again. And often, of course, new customer kind of rewards, if you like, and incentives are way stronger than the ones you get as an existing customer. So that can be a really big one, actually. But if you're in the world of apparel, fashion, beauty, often huge amounts of discounts to be had on your first order. Because I'm often reduced to just searching so-and-so.com discount code on okay. Google. Yeah, let's talk about What's those. going on there? Because there's some dodgy-looking <laughs> sites. There is some dodgy stuff going on. So I'm gonna, we're going to probably break open the world of affiliates just for a minute. <laughs> so what happens here is, and, and hopefully this resonates with, with listeners and, and people watching, is you do that thing. So you go retailer, discount code. You've got, you know, vatchcodes.co.uk and many other different sites. You click, like, the actual code to reveal yeah. the code. Mm. And then it just opens in a new tab and nothing really happens. All the code you get doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, all what? the time. <laughs> all the time, right? And it's frustrating. You do it about five times, you think, oh, forget it. I'll either yeah. go somewhere else or, or whatever. You just commit to the purchase. But what's happening in those situations is the voucher websites are stealing a commission because when you click on that code, it opens a new browser, 
mm-hmm. with things in the URL which tells the retailer that, hey, I've referred this sale. So if you do buy, all that's happening is you're putting money in the voucher code website's pocket. Even if there isn't a discount code to be used, as long as you make a purchase, someone else is making money from your sale. It's a bit like telling someone down the pub, like, go to this mechanic, he'll give you a good deal, and tell him Harry sent you, and then I get the 20 quid, and you don't get a good deal. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the garage is closed, but somehow you still manage to get 20 quid. Now, one thing you can do to make it a little bit smarter, if you're a consumer, go into Google and search for, uh, do site, so S-I-T-E, yes. all lowercase, mm-hmm. with a colon, and then the domain name. With a space, there's a lot going on here. And then um, voucher codes or discount codes. What that will basically do is search that entire domain for the words discount code or any kind of close variance. And that just allows you to quickly search the entirety of the website on Google to find any codes. So that can be really helpful. Do you know what we should do? We should put a note to that in, in the show description mm. so that listeners can, um, can do that at home. So besides word of mouth, I suppose how most of us find a product on a particular website will be, we'll chuck it into Google. And this is your world partly, but it's a world that people don't really understand just on the street is is SEO, search engine optimization. Could you talk a little bit about that? And then also what businesses are doing to make sure they stand out on that Google high street? Yeah, absolutely. So SEO is basically an acronym. And ultimately, it just allows brands, businesses, retailers, anyone basically on Google to influence and improve their visibility in search engines. So if you think about things like, say, car insurance, to be in position one for car insurance is hugely advantageous to the big insurance brands. It's the difference between potentially tens of millions, you know. And so if you are a shopper and you're, say, looking to buy some car insurance for someone for Christmas because you're generous like that, (laughs) uh, you see car insurance, you you type that in and you see that top answer, Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily going to be the best value, basically. It's just someone who's who's worked well with the system. Yeah, absolutely. There's an analogy that I like to uh, to use here, and that is we've all done it in the past. We've all searched for symptoms, right? Oh, yeah. Um, we've gone online, you know, whether it's a, a tickly cough or we've got a bruise somewhere or whatever, we search online. Now, what's really interesting here is I always believe that the conditions you see on the first page aren't the most accurate to your ailments. They're actually just the best optimised, <laughs> right? <laughs> so from an SEO perspective, you've kind of got this whole thing of thinking, actually, is this the best thing for me or is this just a thing from the biggest website? So if you're looking to buy something and you have a pretty good idea in mind of what you like, you know, a brown corduroy shirt, mm-hmm. if you search for that, you might get some more interesting results than if you just search shirt and then go through the options on a website, I suppose. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. And I guess also to your earlier point, Harry, just because something's not appearing at the top of the page, it doesn't mean that it's not a good website or yeah. has good products for sale yeah. that you actually want to buy. It's almost like you go into a, a lovely, like, market town and you go down the high street and everything's all glitzy and, and glamorous you, just because you go down a side street doesn't mean that the shops are any worse mm. they're of probably course. a bit better yeah. they've got that niche thing that we're wanting for they yeah. want me a bit um a bit specialized i suppose it's the same with bing and google bing in my opinion and in many people's opinion the industry actually provides a better experience for consumers mm. so just think about I'm not saying use bing blindly but do a search in google do a search in bing and see what works better for you you might find some some gems Secondly, if you're struggling for Christmas present ideas and want something original, a bit unusual, a bit quirky, you've got someone who you don't know a lot about, but you want to buy them something special, 
go to shop.app. And basically what that is, it's a marketplace mm. for Shopify stores. So it's basically Shopify's answer to eBay and Amazon. And Shopify, for those at home who've not experienced it, they probably have experienced it. What, what is Shopify? So Shopify is a software as a service package. It's, it's basically a way that allows brands and retailers to sell their products online and basically create their own e-commerce store, so to speak. And we were talking about search. I mean, one way that you would search for shopping would be to use like a price comparison website, whether mm. Google's own or Price Runner. How do businesses kind of interact with those? And are you actually getting a good deal on those? Yeah, so price comparison sites are interesting because a lot of them, again, are affiliates, particularly if it's a review. So you might see where you search for, I don't know, best cycling helmets, for example, mm. and you'll get like this top 10 list is written by a, a publisher. And it's almost like a really kind of common format of these. You get a yes. list of 10, you get an Amazon link, mm. and then a price. They are often affiliates. And of course, where you've got affiliates involved, you have to kind of question, the, not the legitimacy, but the accuracy of the information. Are they only doing that because they make the most amount of commission? Or is it a genuine kind of review that's going to be helpful? I think it's the same for price comparison sites. They're normally going to compare the sites that offer the best commission. So I would use them as a way to kind of give you a steer mm -hmm. um, and kind of sense check whether it's a good or bad deal, but don't see it as a whole of market comparison of this is the best price. You still have to do the classic way of doing your homework, you know, having a good look around the web, really. I mean, that doesn't leave you many options. Like, what is that homework? How do you do that? So the best way to do it, particularly if you have a branded item, so if it's, you know, if it's an iPhone, of course, it's quite specific if it's Samsung or something like that. But if it's unique, that's a lot more difficult. But let's assume it's a, a branded item you can buy from many different places. Mm. If you throw the name of the product in quotes into Google or to Bing, it basically triggers an exact match search. Mm -hmm. And what that basically means is it will only find products with that exact name, including color, specification, size, and so on. Model numbers are brilliant in this sense. And then just click the shopping tab at the top and that will give you all the paid and organic prices. So you can kind of collate all the information that Google has on this product across many different retailers and just see who's got the best deal. What I will say though, is often if there is a price that's too good to be true, it probably is. That's who's our it, mantra. Who's right? just got the podcast that really, <laughs> shouldn't we? Yeah. Um, because you'll often see, and there's, there's often traps of like, you know, you see an iPhone and it's 150 pounds cheaper than everywhere else. It doesn't necessarily automatically mean it's a bad deal, but just do your homework, check the reviews. Is it legitimate? Do they have a returns process? Do they have a physical address? Is there a limited company? Do all those kind of checks first. Check it's not refurbished or something as well. Yes. Yeah, check the condition, absolutely. Well, we've talked a lot more than we normally would, in a way, about independent direct sellers. A lot of people are just going to be doing their, their shopping through, like, Amazon. You know, they are the elephant in the room. They are the by and large of, uh, of Wally. <laughs> by and large, love that film. <laughs> Wally, yeah, great film, yeah. It almost feels like it's wrong to go anywhere else sometimes. You're like you're venturing out into the wild world. Presumably, a lot of retailers really rely on Amazon. What don't consumers know about it? That's a really good question. There's, there's one thing that I love to throw here, and that's use Amazon. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not going to sit here and bash Amazon and say, you know, that they're, they're terrible. Amazon are a business, they make money, they make e-commerce accessible for consumers, you don't need to get your card out, it's brilliant. But if you find something you like, again, find the item name and throw it into your search engine, whether that's Bing or Google or whatever you want to use, because what I can say is you'll often find it cheaper buying direct from the brand. 
Because normally, if we think about a business for a second, if we think about an e-commerce business, they have normally their own store. They're selling things on marketplaces, so they might have a listing on eBay, they might have a listing on Amazon, they might have a listing on OnBuy, and so on. My point here is they all have to pay commission. So when a retailer sells something on Amazon, there's a commission of anywhere between sort of 5 and 20%, which is, mm-hmm. which is steep, yeah. particularly on goods that are maybe 100 plus pounds, plus fulfillment fees and lots of other things you have to think about. So if you're buying direct, you kind of cut the middle person out in this sense, Amazon. And actually, you can buy things at a lower cost. It's direct. It may not be delivered quite as quickly because they haven't got the shipment power of Amazon. Mm. But if you're really doing it to save a lot of money, then it actually can be the best way to do it. It doesn't always work because, of course, there's a lot of brands that sell on Amazon that don't have their own e-commerce store. They just purely sell on Amazon. But if there's something you see that you like, search for it and see if you can buy it direct. And would you also apply the sort of rules you talked about before where maybe search in an incognito tab I mean, potentially, might you get a a kind of introductory offer? So if you were looking to buy something from Panasonic, if you went incognito, is there a possibility that you'd get some kind of discount? Yeah, absolutely. So we've all seen them, those pop-ups and kind of like 10% off your first order. That only typically fires once. And it will fire once, maybe every 30 days, or it will fire once for you on that device. So if you, for whatever reason, dismissed it, you weren't ready, and you just thought, "Ah, do you know what? I really would like to take advantage of that deal again. Yes. If you open the same website in an incognito window, that same pop-up will appear again. And that can really help to get, you know, a few pennies and pounds off for sure. Yeah, I love that hack. We've got a whole episode looking deeply into Amazon. It's over on our Money Podcast feed. I'll make sure we've got a link to that episode in the description of today's show. Thank you so much for coming in and spewing the insider secrets on this, Luke. Super welcome. It's been a lot of fun. Where can people find you on on the socials? Yeah, if you Google Luke Carthy, you'll find me at the top. If you didn't, that'd be a problem considering (laughs) I'm an SEO. But yes, you can find me there. I'm on LinkedIn, probably where I'm most found, and then Twitter as well. But yeah, Google my name and you'll probably find where I am. Brilliant. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll be back with a closer look at Black Friday after the break. Hi there, it's executive producer Angus here. Hopefully you're enjoying our new Get Answers podcast. We'll be bringing you great new episodes every fortnight, but this is just the tip of the witch iceberg. You can access huge amounts of free advice over at witch.co.uk, but if you're looking for something more, then a full witch subscription will give you access to all of our lab-tested product reviews online or in our app, plus our Ask Witch personalised buying advice. With a digital subscription, you'll get access to the digital edition of the magazine, but opt for full access and you can get the magazine delivered to your door each month as well. We've got an exclusive offer for podcast listeners that gives you 50% off the first year of an annual subscription. Just call 029-2267-0000. That's 029-2267-0000 and quote the code PODCAST50. This offer is for new subscribers only. Welcome back to the Get Answers podcast. Now, it's not just Luke who knows how to play the system when it comes to buying online. Grace, you've got a witch hack that you're going to share. Yeah, you're right. Basically, earlier this year, the witch travel team did an experiment that found that it was cheaper to book Disneyland Paris tickets through the French website rather than using the British one. And I'm actually thinking that this might be the year that I take the kids to Disney. I've been saying it for ages. So I gave it a go just to see what happened. Here's how I got on. 
So I'll start with the English website. This is DisneylandParis.com forward slash ENGB. So I want the New York The Art of Marvel Hotel. I want to go February half term. So I am going to book from the 10th. I'm going to stay for three nights of the 10th, 11th, the 12th. So coming back on the 13th. So checking in on the 10th. I, I need two adults and I need two children. All right. So it's going to be £2,164.24 on the English site. I'm now going to go to the French site. So this is Disney.fr. And of course, it's all in French. Price per person per night. €198.53, totalling €2,382.38. So if I booked it on the French website, I would be saving... Let me do some more maths. Let me open a new tab. So I would have saved £92.40 if I had booked the exact same holiday on the Disneyland French website versus the Disneyland English website. Wow, that is a quite substantial saving for a family holiday. Mm. How was the experience of going on double double double? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's slightly time consuming. But to be honest, it's a small price to pay for the savings that you make. And the research that I mentioned from earlier in the year, it also found that you can save on car hire in the US by going through a .com site rather than .co.uk. So it's definitely something you should check when you're booking anything travel related online. And you don't need to use a VPN? No, not for this kind of thing. Very nice. I should add that when we put our findings to Disneyland at the time, they confirmed that customers can benefit from other countries' prices. Of course, one of the biggest tools that online shops have in their box is Black Friday. But Grace, you've got some stats that suggest the deals are not all they're cracked up to be. Yeah, well, we did an investigation into this last year where we tracked the prices of 214 deals in the six months before and after Black Friday. And 86% of them have been the same price or cheaper in the six months before. So the deals you see are pretty meaningless most of the time. Emphasis on most of the time. I mean, there are some genuine deals to be found and we actually list a lot of them on our website. And these are deals that we've analysed ourselves and can confirm are good. But generally speaking, most Black Friday deals that you see floating around aren't that great. So you shouldn't think that like a Black Friday price is the one and only time that you can get that best price? Oh yeah, absolutely not. I mean, Look at the price that you're being offered and ignore everything else. So ignore the was price. Mm -hmm. This is also called the anchor price because it might have only been at that price for a short while before being dropped. And then it makes it look like the drop price is really cheap when actually it isn't at all. That makes sense. I, I'm sure I see stuff on Amazon all the time, which never seems to be at the full RRP. It's yeah. always at a lower price. Yeah, yeah. And what I'd say for this kind of thing is is to check a price comparison site. So Price Buy, it's got a really handy feature that lets you check the history of a specific product and how much it's been on sale for at different times and with different retailers as well. And Camel 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 is another site that specifically tracks Amazon prices, which are, they're always mm. changing. Mm. So you should use these resources, basically, uh, to work out whether the Black Friday deal you're being wowed with is actually decent. 
And actually, I think that goes all the way through the year. Like I have the Camel 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 extension on my browser. Very so nice. So you go on something that you want to buy, you look at the graph and you go, well, actually, it was cheaper last month. Maybe it'll come down cheaper again. I'll buy it exactly now and it is worth doing. So yeah. there is a particular banana rum that I quite like. And I only ever buy that when it's at the bottom of the price graph. <laughs> it is really worth doing. I suppose the main thing is it's don't get caught up in the hype. It's Absolutely. Just calm down. Yeah, yeah, that's my number one thing. I think with online shopping being so easy, you do just end up buying stuff that you don't need simply because it's easy. Maybe it's free delivery. Mm. I mean, I end up just with so much stuff that I don't need, like clothes that I know the kids are not going to wear. I'm thinking sort of fast fashion, that kind of stuff. And I'm really trying to be just more conscious of what I buy because I think that is the ultimate money saver, isn't it? Just I, not buying stuff that you don't actually need. I, I think so. And and like that's exactly what, what Luke was talking about was just making the shopping experience easier. That's what businesses are trying to do making it seamless and like falling down a slide whereas actually when that happens as a consumer you go oh quick before we come to our senses let's buy this thing as much as possible and so resist I suppose that feeling of being sucked into an easy purchase and actually sometimes the filling in the form part of it might be the thing where you (laughs) reconsider your decision and wait and think yeah definitely One thing that a retailer will do is offer free shipping, particularly Amazon Prime, for example, to try and get you to use them. But delivery doesn't always have to be expensive, right? No, it doesn't. And something that I love is click and collect because you'll often get charged a lot to have it delivered to your door, which is really convenient. Mm. I mean, sometimes you just don't have time to go out. But I love click and collect because where I live... I live near like an M&S food hall and I can get stuff from like clothes and homeware from M&S delivered to the food hall. I'm not far from a waitress so I can get John Lewis stuff. I'm not far from a Sainsbury's. I can get Argos delivered to Sainsbury's. Yeah. And I do, I do that like every weekend for the kids' parties. And you'd be surprised, even if you've not got those shops nearby, you'd be surprised how many like random corner shops offer click and collect yeah. from major retailers. Yeah. Shops I've never been in before. You go in, you end up buying a Mars bar. They win. You win because you get your parcel delivered. And yeah. it's great if you're not going to be in during the day and you're worried about having to sign for something. Yeah. Our local cobblers have started doing that. <laughs> Pick up your parcel and have your, get your shoe fixed, Joe, Or get a, get a key cut. <laughs> <laughs> something else I love, I love this so much, is that you can actually haggle online. How? So... If you want to buy from a specific retailer and you've seen a better price elsewhere, you can talk to the live chat bot and try and haggle them. Researchers did this at Witch and got like 20% off. Wow. Negotiating with it. I suppose you can just walk away very easily on the chat bot. Yeah. And you lose nothing by trying. We, We talk about haggling all the time. People are so scared to do it, but it really is worth trying. I think that's the thing is that that actually these are businesses. These are just human beings trying to sell stuff. And whether it's down the market or whether it's through one of the big platforms, it's the same principle. They want to get you through the door, but there's always a bit of margin that they can take off. And if you become a loyal customer, then cha-ching for your lifetime. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Right, to finish. Grace, I asked you earlier on, have you started your Christmas shopping yet? But are you now going to actually reapproach how you look at your Christmas shopping now? Yeah, I am. I mean, all the tips that I've learned from Luke, I'm definitely going to take on board because they're really easy, aren't they? Yeah. They don't really take much time at all. But I think, like, I guess it's good to just sort of sit down maybe on your laptop and just try and do all your present buying in one go and just kind of 
just set aside maybe half a day, do the incognito stuff, do the price comparisons, you know, use the different email addresses to sign up for stuff and just get it done. And if you do it early, then you don't have to be limited to the retailers that offer next day delivery. You can save a bit of money there, take a few weeks for it to arrive, but you can save some money. Fantastic. And of course, the very best specific Black Friday deals will be available and updated live on the Witch website, witch.co.uk, absolutely for free. So check those out next weekend. Well, that's it for this episode of our new fortnightly Get Answers podcast. We're here to help you. So please let us know what you thought and what you'd like to hear a bit more of. And we'd really appreciate it if you could give us a rating or even a review if you're feeling generous. If you want to make yourself more popular, you could also share this episode with friends and family who might find it useful. Word of mouth. Grace, what are we up to next time? So next time, we're going to be well and truly in Christmas mode. We're looking at how we can make our cash go further and making sure we're splashing out on the right things. So we'll be sharing our taste test results so you know which supermarket to go to for your fears and your mince pies. And we've also got a load of gift ideas that have been chosen by our experts based on what's trending at the moment. This is an episode you really don't want to miss as it's a bit of a one-stop shop really for all things Christmas. And I hope we have a full bottle of champagne for that episode. Let's do it. Excellent. We'd love to hear your Christmas traditions and ways that you like to save money over the festive period. If you've got, though, a consumer question that you'd like some answers to, we're always open to ideas. So email us at podcast at witch.co.uk or give us a shout on our socials at witchuk. And do check out our other podcasts as well. Search for Witch Money and Witch Shorts wherever you're listening. And we've got more answers to all manner of questions like the ones you've heard in this episode over on the Witch website. Today's Get Answers was presented by me, Harry Kind, alongside Grace Farrell, produced and recorded by Rob Lilly and edited by Eric Breer. And thanks again to our wonderful guest, Luke Carthy. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Scammers are stealing hundreds of millions of pounds every year. They bombard us with fraudulent texts, emails and calls. And what's more, their tactics are getting increasingly sinister. To keep across the latest scams, sign up to our free Scam Alert service to help you stay ahead of the latest scams and protect yourself. Go to witch.co.uk forward slash scam alert dash newsletter. That's witch.co.uk forward slash scam alert dash newsletter. Thank you. Thank you.